One of the things that um, has been sort of alarming to me as a pastor is the uh, inability of God's people to know how to pray. To know how to pray, I'm talking about to get results for their personal life. You know, I think oftentimes we want to put off prayer on someone else to do our praying for us. Now, there's nothing wrong with you having someone agree with you in prayer. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Matter of fact, the prayer of agreement says, If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Amen? For where two or three are gathered in my name, he said, I'm right there in the middle of them. What's he in the middle of us to do? He's in the middle of us to carry out what we've agreed upon. Amen? Now, in this prayer of agreement, you got to know what you're agreeing on. Now, if I come up, praise God to Raul, and say, hey, Raul, agree with me, agree with me, agree with me, he's going to look at me for what? Well, just agree with me. Well, that's not the prayer of agreement. That, that's just kind of letting the other person know that you're in some kind of trouble. God doesn't answer esoteric prayers. He doesn't answer prayers that are out there in the twilight zone. He answers prayers as a formal request. He said in John chapter 16, he said, Whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Amen. And so I think in this area of prayer to get results in our own life, we need to be very specific about what we're praying about. You know, if you went to the grocery store and you walked up and down the aisle for three hours back and forth, back and forth, not putting anything in your cart, somebody may think something's wrong with you. You know, I can remember Brother Hagin saying years ago, he said he'd hold, he'd carry a pole or he would uh, take a pole on, you know, people's prayer life and what they're praying about. Oftentimes he'd be at the altar. And don't misunderstand me. There's a prayer of waiting on God. There's a prayer where you just wait on God. And as you wait on God, you renew your strength. Amen? That's a good thing. And then, of course, there's a prayer of worship where you lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. And you lift up His holy name. Amen? But then there's the prayer when we need to be specific about our own particular needs. Amen? Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, if you're going to pray the prayer of faith, you've got to know what you're desiring. You've got to be specific about what you're asking about. Dad Hagen would go up to them sometimes during these times of prayer, and he'd ask them, well, what are you praying about? Well, nothing in particular. And he said, well, that's what you'll get is nothing in particular. And so we don't want to waste time. We want to pray accurately so that we can get results in our lives. Amen? So there's different kinds of prayer. There's the... There's the prayer of consecration and prayer of dedication. We're on bended knee. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, Lord, not my will, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Will Amen? Be, yeah. Thy will yeah. be done. And of course, when we're praying about direction for our lives and we're praying about whether we should do this or whether we should go here or go there, uh, it's good to pray, Lord, not my will. No, if it be thy will, Lord... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go over here. Or if it be your will, I'll do this. If that's your will, that's what I want. That's the prayer of consecration. And that's the prayer of dedication. Say it with me. Lord, Lord not, my will, not my will, 
but thy will, thy will be done. His will be done. His will be done. Amen. And you'll want the perfect will of God in your life. Did you know that there's a difference between the permissive will of God and the perfect will of God? We should not settle for the permissive will of God. Now, what is the permissive will of God? The permissive, permissive will of God is where God says, well, it, it'll be okay. It'll be okay for you to do that, but it's not really my perfect will. Now, God will let us and allow us to do certain things, will he not? He certainly will. But if we want God's highest and if we want God's best, we are going to pray his will, his perfect will only be done. Amen. Like, for example, in the era of marriage, you know, a lot of people have missed God by marrying the wrong person in the permissive will of God. And they've had hell to pay over the years. So we only want God's perfect will. Amen. Uh, you know, I've prayed about things in past and years past and days past about, you know, Lord, what I, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I go here? Should I go there? And I've had the Lord basically uh, in my heart say, well, it, it'll be okay, but it's not my perfect will. So what does that mean? That means if I do it, he'll bless it as far as he can. He'll bless it to a certain degree. And the blessing of God is good. But why settle for half a blessing? Why settle for a partial blessing? Why not get the whole blessing? The full blessing of God. And so it pays then rich dividends for us then to take the time on bended knee to pray before God, Lord, your will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. And that takes time to wait on the Lord to really ascertain what he's saying to your spirit. That means we've got to put our phones away. means we've got to put our iPads away. means we've got to shut the TV off, shut other things off, and let God in. You know, in the book of James, he said, uh, draw near to me, and what will I do? I will draw near to you. Come close to me, and I will come close to you. If you want to be clear, draw near. If you want to be clear... Concerning his perfect will for your life, draw near to him. Amen? And he will begin to download and show you the things that you need to know. Amen? So in that prayer, it's okay to pray, Lord, if it be thy will. But what the Christian world has done, to a large degree, is they've attached that, if it be thy will, to other kinds of prayer. For example, in the prayer of faith, we don't pray, Lord, heal my body if it be your will. When it comes to prosperity, when it comes to finances, Lord, would you meet my need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus if it be thy will. Now, why don't we pray if it be thy will concerning those areas? Because we know what the will says. The word of God is the will of God. So if I've got the word of God on it, I don't have to wonder what the will of God is because they're synonymous. Amen. So a lot of people are praying with these faith-destroying words, Lord, if it be thy will. Lord, save sisters, save, save my son, save my daughter, if it be thy will. We know it's the will of God. And so we don't want to pray in the dark. We don't want to pray in the twilight. We want to pray accurately. 
Because we want to be able to get the kind of results that God wants us to get. Now, in the world of sports, for example, there's all sorts of different sports, and there's different rules, and there's different principles for different kinds of sports. Now, football season is coming up, and, uh, you know, they're playing exhibition games right now. And at the same time, baseball season is taking place. Now, yesterday I went to watch the A's beat up on the Houston Astros. And that took care of them really well. But I noticed now that they had the football lines on the baseball field. That kind of ruins a little bit of the ball game. But I noticed there, when uh, Chapman was up there batting, he didn't try to hit the ball with a football. He didn't try to hit the ball with a golf club. He wasn't standing up there facing that pitcher from the Houston Astros with a five iron. No, he had a Louisville, Louisville slugger, right? So you don't play now uh, baseball with football rules. Amen. And you don't pray certain prayers the way you pray other prayers the same all the time. There's different rules. There's different ways that we accomplish the will of God in our lives concerning prayer. So we must be then very specific about what we desire and what we want from God. Are you tracking with me this morning? Amen. Decide what you want from God. Turn over to James chapter 1 and notice with me in verses 6 through 8. James, the first chapter, and verse 6 through 8. Glory to God. Amen. James 1 verse 6 through 8 says, But let him ask in what? So if we're not asking in faith, we're not on the proper grounds to receive. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Verse 7. For let not, man, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable, now notice this with me, in all of his ways. So now notice this with me. A man or a woman that wavers in their prayer life is not going to get the results that God wants them to get. We must be decisive. We must be very, very uh, sure on what our desire is and what we want from God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. We could say it this way, that faith, real Bible faith, begins where the Word of God is known. Amen? Amen. So decide what you want from God and be definite about it. You know, back in the 70s, I prayed for a wife. But I didn't just pray for, you know, I, I got specific about what kind of wife I wanted. Amen? I wanted a wife that would, would suit me. I wanted a wife that would be a good helpmeet for me. Now, I couldn't, you know, pray specifically and claim Brenda, Tom, Brenda Edwards to be my wife. But I could, I could uh, put my case before the Lord and I could say, Lord, I want A, I want B, I want C, and I want D. You know exactly what I need and I'm praying about it and I believe I received the right wife for me. And I went my way praising God. Well, 
in July 22nd, 1977, I not only got A, B, C, D, E, I got F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. I got more than more than enough. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for Brenda Edwards Thomas. Amen. And so you can do the same thing if you're believing for a wife. If you're believing for a car, you're believing for a job. Decide what you want from God. And then locate the scriptures that cover your case. Find the word. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. 2 Peter, the first chapter, the fourth verse. The Bible talks about the exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Everyone say, I've been given exceeding great and precious promises. So what was this saying? This is saying that God's word covers everything you would ever need. Prayer that brings results must be based on God's word. Prayer that brings results must be based on the will of God. It must be based on the word of God. Now notice with me another verse over in John chapter 15. And notice the seventh verse here. John 15, verse 7. Thank you, Lord. John, the 15th chapter, the seventh verse says this. If, now that's a condition, isn't it? If you abide in me. Now that word abide there means if you live vitally connected to me. In other words, if you are all in for me. All in. How many of you are all in? Are you in Christ? Are you in Him? Are you in the family? Are you in the kingdom? You're vitally connected to the vine. So notice this. He said, if you abide in me, live in me, and my words abide in you. Two things. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Read the rest of it with me. You shall ask what you will. Notice it doesn't say, you shall ask what you will, and it might be done unto you. No, he said, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, here's another revelation that we want to see in this verse. The word you or ye is used five times in verse 7. Five times. And so the subject of verse 7 is really you. Did you know that whether you get your prayers answered or not is more up to you than it is God? Now that's quite a statement right there. Because most of the body of Christ believes in the sovereignty of God. We just don't know what God would have for our lives. We just can't be sure what God would want. Que Sarah, Sarah, thy will be done. That's not what verse 7 says. It says, if you live in me and my words abide in you. I think one of the main reasons why prayers are not being answered in people's lives is they're not preparing before they present. 
They're not preparing before they present their petition. In other words, their word, the word of God, is not living in them. It's not, a, it's not vital to them. Amen. But Jesus said, if you live in me and my words, everyone say, my words, my words, my words abide in you. You're going to ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Brother Hagin always used to say this. He would say, find the scriptures, find a scripture that covers your case. So much prayer, many prayers that are prayed are not prayed in line with the word of God. Doubt and unbelief is not a kind of prayer. It is not a kind of prayer. Meditate on this word before you pray. Here's what E.W. Kenyon said. He said, prayer should be God looking down to earth and seeing a mirror reflecting his word back to him. Oh, glory to God. Gloria Copeland said this. I love Gloriaisms. How many of you watch Gloria on television? She's awesome. Gloria said this. She said, if you abide in him and his word abides in you, that's a winning combination. So in prayer then, think about this. Always start with the word. Start with the answer, not the problem. And when you have this answer abiding richly in you, then you're ready to take your stand. Why is that? Because God's word is a blood-sworn legal document. This word guarantees your answer. It is forever settled in heaven. Anybody interested in getting results in your prayer life? Not praying aimlessly, not praying in the twilight, not praying in the dark, but praying in the light. It is the entrance of his word that gives you light. Now look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Notice with me in the Amplified Version. It says, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness. Does God want us to be bold in our prayer lives? Boldness has nothing to do with volume. Boldness has to do with assurance. Boldness has what you have on the in, has to do with what you know and what you have on the inside. And this is the confidence, the privilege of boldness that we have in Him. We are sure. Everyone say that. We are sure. The Word of God will make you sure. The Word of God will make you bold in your prayer life. God's Word is your solid foundation when you're praying the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith is not the prayer of doubt. The prayer of faith is not the prayer of maybe so. Sometimes he answers, yes. Other times he answers, no. Other times he answers, wait a while. No, that's not God. The prayer of faith always ends with the glad confession. Thank God it's mine. I have it now. And so he says, we, this is the privilege of boldness that we have in him. We're sure that if we ask anything, that if we make any requests according to his will. Somebody says, well, what's his will? His word is his will. According to his will, 
in agreement with his own plan. Does he listen to you? Does he hear you? Now notice in verse 15. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Read it with me. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us our present possessions, the request made of him. Whoo, glory. I'm telling you, your heavenly father is a God of grants. He grants unto his children whatsoever they shall ask the father in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Is this okay today? So praying with confidence. Decide what you want from God. Locate the scriptures that cover your case. Amen? And then get those scriptures firmly fixed in your heart. Get those scriptures firmly fixed in your heart. How do I do that? I'm glad you asked. Look at Joshua chapter 1. Joshua, the first chapter, and notice with me in verse 8. Notice this verse. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, how often? Day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. One scripture says, you'll be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life. Understand this, that not only will you be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life, but as you find scriptures and get them firmly fixed in your heart and in your life, you'll be able to pray pray wisely. You'll be able to pray wisely. You'll be able to pray in the wisdom of God. Amen. I like that, don't you? So God says, meditate in my word and do it day and night. Success in my life and success in your life comes by meditating in God's word. And it takes time to do that. It takes time to build his word into your spirit so that you can stand in faith. So, so, well, Pastor Mark, I know it takes time. I don't have time. You're wrong. You have time. Your priorities are out of line. There's enough hours in the day for you to spend at least 15 minutes a day meditating in God's Word. Dad Hagen said this in his teaching on how to train the human spirit. He said, the most deeply men and women that I know are men and women who spend time meditating in God's Word every day. Meditating in God's Word. What does that word meditation mean? That word meditation means to think. It means to ponder. It means to talk to yourself. Meditating in God's Word will bring you to a place of great success in life. Amen? Amen? And here's one of the results of meditation in God's Word. Your heart will become established. Your heart will become established. And an established heart is a fully persuaded heart. Amen? 
Say that with me. An established heart is a fully persuaded heart. How many of you remember a guy by the name of Abraham? Abraham was given a promise that he would become the father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. The Bible says of Abraham, he did not grow weak in faith, but he grew strong in faith because he gave glory to God. And then it goes on to say, and being fully persuaded that what God has promised, he's able to perform. Folks, it's possible to be a little bit persuaded. It's possible to be partially persuaded. I wonder what would have happened to Abraham if he was just a little bit persuaded. I wonder what would have happened if he was just partially persuaded. I don't think anything would have happened. For Abraham to become the father of many nations, he had his part to play. God had his part to play, but Abraham had his part to play. He couldn't just sit around and twiddle his thumbs and say, well, whatever will be, will be. I know God said it, but we'll wait and see. (laughs) No, uh uh-uh. Abraham considered not his own body, now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. But as I said before, he was strong in faith and he gave glory to God. And then he was fully persuaded. Everyone say, Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Is God able to answer your prayers? Is God able to bring to pass what you've prayed about? Is God able to get you to the land of debt freedom? Is God able to take that disease right out of your body? He's able to perform it. It's not a question on whether God is able or not, or whether He is willing or not. The question is, is He able to do it in our life? Do we have the faith to believe it? Do we have the faith to receive it? Do we have the faith to stand and shout, It's mine, I have it now. Become fully persuaded. The best way that I know how to become fully persuaded is to spend time in this Word. And to meditate in this word. Mm-hmm. And let the word of God talk to me. Yes, that's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn over to Psalms 1 if you would. So meditation in the word of God will cause your heart to be established and to become fully persuaded. Now Brenda had double knee replacement surgery last July 13th. 2018, 2018. And uh, she got out of the hospital and she began to do the physical therapy that was required of her uh, to get her uh, range of motion back and to get her strength back in her knees. And I was a pretty good coach, wasn't I, honey? I was a really good coach. Not such a great nurse, but a good coach. You know, they had these ice machines that you needed to change the ice all the time. You need to keep the swelling down. And uh, so I, I did pretty good. 
But one thing that I've continually heard out of Brenda's mouth, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of physical therapy, I heard healing scriptures coming out of her mouth. I heard the word of God coming out of her mouth. I heard, thank God, the joy of the Lord is my strength. What other scriptures did you speak? Yeah. One of the scriptures that she just quoted right there was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, I'm not being critical, and I'm not being, uh, I don't want to be down on people, but a lot of people, once they have that kind of surgery, they don't want to do what it takes to get a full recovery. So there's physical things you can do, but oh, thank God, how many of you know the spiritual outweighs the physical? And you put the two together, and you've got a winning combination there. Amen? And so I'm saying that to say this, get God's Word. Get it in your heart. By meditation in the word. Release it out of your mouth. Whatever you are facing in your life, God's word covers your case. Amen? Amen. Look at Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Meditate on the promises of God. Talk 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 to yourself. Say what God's word says. Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man... That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the way of sinners, nor nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight. Say it with me. My delight is in the word of God. Now notice this. And in the word does he meditate day and night. And here's what will happen. He'll be like a tree. He'll be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. A tree that is planted by the rivers of water has this attitude, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. And that's the attitude we need to have concerning this prayer of faith. I shall not be moved. That brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he do, he does, shall prosper. Amen? Then quickly going over to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs 4. So meditate then constantly on the promises on which you base your answer to prayer. Meditate constantly on those promises. If you're standing against a sickness and disease, meditate constantly on Matthew 8, 17. Anybody know what Matthew 8, 17 says? Okay, that's three of you. Anybody know what 1 Peter 2.24 says? Okay, that's more. Anybody know what Nehemiah 8.10 says? Continually, continually meditate on Matthew 8.17. Himself, Jesus, took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Look at Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22. He said, Now my son, attend to my words... Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them where? So then, if the word of God doesn't depart from before your eyes, you're sure to see yourself for the things you've asked for. See yourself in possession of what you've asked from God. And make plans as if it were already a reality. Amen. Now understand this. We've been saying for years now, 
We've been saying for years that we have windows of light, we have doors of opportunities, and we have streams of provision constantly coming our way. What if we believe that? What if we said that? Well, according to Jesus, we would have what we say. That's what Mark eleven twenty three says. Amen? And uh, so, you know, we're just minding our own business, and, and they contacted us. We were out there looking for it, but this is a stream of provision. But it's not the only stream. You know, God said this, that He would open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings of God upon His people. Amen? Amen. So God is always our store source, but He has several windows. We've released our faith and we believe that we receive and we're meditating on it and we're calling those things that be not as though they were. We've meditated on the fact that we are having church in a debt-free property. You know, when we say we call our church paid for years and years ahead of time, we're not just wasting time. We believe that we have received Somebody says, well, is there somebody in the church can write out a check for that much money? I don't think so. But we're not limited to someone in the church. Because we're not looking to someone in the church. We're looking to El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. We're looking unto Him as our source of supply. Amen? Now, can you hook up with that? What about the rest of you? Can you hook up with that? Just raise your hand and let's thank God for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so I desire, as a pastor of the church, for these same things to be working in your life. And that's why we get bold sometimes. And that's why we say some things sometimes that you may not like. It might shake you a little bit. But you know what? You're part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And if you wear your feelings on your sleeves and you get all upset about something, the way something is said, you need to have a check up from the neck up. Amen. Glory to God. So locate the scriptures. Meditate on what God's word is saying to you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. This is the key to living an overcoming life. See yourself. Faith sees the answer. Alice has been in this church about as long as we have. She used to be Brenda's and our secretary for a number of years. She's a tither. And she's blessed. And she said at the back door a week or two ago, she said, I'm glad you talked about tithing. Now let them know that it's 10%. So it's 10%. Everybody got that. So here's what meditation in the Word of God will accomplish. It gets the Word firmly deposited and fixed in your heart. It paints an inner image of the Word of God in your heart. And it expands our capacity to believe and receive in a greater way. Somebody says, well, Pastor Mark, how do I meditate the Word? Just get quiet. Just get quiet. You know, it's so easy to become addicted to the phones. And so distracted to where we can't even hear God. Get quiet. Well, how do I get quiet? Get filled with the Spirit and start praying in tongues. That'll quiet your head down. 
And then acknowledge the integrity of your word. Place your hand over your heart and pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge the integrity of your word. And as I open the word, I will dwell upon what your word says to me. I will apply your word to my life personally. Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you to make the Word of God a reality in my life. May your Word mold and reform my thoughts. I come into agreement with your Word. And I see it the way you see it. I see my healing the way you bought and paid for it. I see it in the light of your word. Hallelujah. Listen to this statement by Dad Hagen. He said, real faith is built on the word. We should meditate on the word, dig deeply into it and feed on it. Then the word will become a part of us just as natural food becomes a part of our physical body when we eat. What natural food is to the physical man, the word of God is to the spiritual man. The Word builds into our lives confidence and assurance and helps us to believe. When we get our hearts full of God's Word, believing is inevitable. We must feed upon the Word until acting on the Word is all that we want to do. Hallelujah. I rest my case today. We'll talk more next week about these principles, if we'll follow these principles of prayer that I'm sharing with you, I've only shared a few, we can be sure, amen, of our prayers answered and our, and our prayer life getting results. Amen? amen? Did you get anything out of today? Yes. Praise God. God is good. God is good. And He's for us. And He's given us favor. Amen? amen. In Jesus' name. Amen.